What's good, podcast world? We are back with another episode of the Fantasy Frauds Football Podcast. Uh, we got a group of kids here today. Two of the same. We do have a, uh, a new guest here today with us. Uh, I'll introduce everybody. We have uh, Nick to my right. He's back. We have our new guest, Jason. Thank you, sir. And uh, we have Mike back again. Hi, Dom. All right. So today we're going to talk about a couple of different things. Uh, we actually just had our draft this weekend. Uh, actually, it was today. Uh, and uh, we're going to go over our draft analysis, see who were some reaches, some people who fell, see how we felt about our personal drafts. Uh, then we're going to segments of value picks for you guys. Uh, are your guy, my guy that you just want to take, someone that you think is going to do well this year. And then we're going to do some bold, predi- bold, bold predictions for week one. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be our podcast today. We're also going to have a special guest. Uh, he is a uh, writer for SB Nation uh, who's going to come on the show today. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So sit back and enjoy the ride. We are the Fantasy Frauds. Welcome back, everybody. So this is our second episode of the Fantasy Frauds Football Podcast. And, uh, yeah, so we just had our draft today. Uh, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we thought we did well, things that we wish we did. Uh, I can go off personal. Uh, running backs were hot, hot, hot. They went off the board super quick. Um, back, <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Um yeah, so basically I had the first pick. Uh, I went Todd Gurley, but then by the time it came back to me, uh, second round, it was uh, just dismal for running backs. By the way, I had, Nick had the sixth overall pick, Jason had nine. And I was three. So, give you perspective. The entire first round, for the record, was <laughs> running backs, except for uh, Antonio Brown, who got auto-picked, and then the 12th overall pick was DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, which is debatable if that was a even a... First round pick because he did pick McCaffrey. So, I mean, we we can just say that everyone in the first round basically was running back besides AB, which in this uh, fantasy year, which is very possible for that to happen because wide receiver deal, wide receiver field is so deep and running backs are just pretty scarce to come by. Um, yeah, running backs did go very quick and. I think we should go over some of those running backs right now. Yeah, so um, we'll go with, you know, we have our, you know, the first round of guys. Uh, Gurley, David Johnson, Bell, Zeke. All to have good seasons, probably. Uh, Kamara, Saquon, who is, uh, yes, he's not battle-tested, but he'll probably be very good with that giant offense, which is basically just going to run through him at this point. I wanted to ask you something. Why did you decide to take Todd Gurley over Le'Veon Bell? Very, very good question. Or Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, well, I wasn't going to take Zeke after the um, the injuries to Travis Frederick and uh, Zach Martin. That's right. uh, and Collins, right? That, uh, well, Lyle Collins is like a backup, but like 
it's all right. But I just I wasn't I didn't feel comfortable after that. Um, but the reason why I went girly is just because of the the volume that he got last year was super super good, and I was just I was blown away by his numbers. And honestly, Bell has to share the ball with AB, and I know he still gets points. Um, but I just felt that Todd Gurley was more of the star back, and so uh, that's why I went that way. The, wasn't even in the no. David Jones was not okay. in consideration. Uh, just for me, I don't believe in Sam Bradford. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but I mean, he's still gonna get the ball. He's gonna get the volume, no matter what. I don't know why you think quarterbacks relate to running backs in any way. Because they're gonna have to catch the ball. That's true. It's kind of surprising that David Johnson is so good considering Arizona offense. But he's always done good. He's only had one year. <laughs> I guess, but he's obviously very talented. Yeah, healthy. but you can still say the same thing, like DJ and Fitzgerald. That's true. It's true. So catches everything. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about some of the later first round picks: uh, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know, Catherine. uh, oh, yeah, oh, that's for a second. So, I mean, my, my, my red flag, Dalvin Cook, he wasn't really battle tested that much. He went down after what, what Jay, you had on your team last like year was like weeks, five, so four weeks. Week five, he got hurt. Yeah. So Against that, Steelers, I think. that in itself is, you know, he did well those five weeks, obviously, but we still don't know how he's going to do with cousins. Um, that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, that he went in the first round, I thought you could have went um, at least a better uh, wide receiver, maybe even Hopkins at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, so... so that was on Dan. All on Dan. <laughs> Jay, how do you feel about your uh, Kareem Hunt pick? Um, Pretty good. I Over a conversation, we were looking at the stats. Yeah, um, I, I know a lot of people have said, like, oh, Kareem Hunt hit a stretch where he wasn't very good last year, mm-hmm. which is true. He slowed down from weeks 8 until 13. So, obviously, for the fantasy season, that's a huge a huge, huge chunk time. right there. Um, but, honestly, he didn't. He only had one game where he scored under, like, 8 points. He was going to say, like, even if he slowed down, it, wasn't just, it was still, like, it was still good for yeah. a running back, right? Yeah, he... Well, yeah, he... So, it... Week 8, he had 8 points, 9, 8 points, a bye week, 9 points, uh, 3.1 against Buffalo, which uh, yeah, yeah, is a big-time yeah. suspect, and then another 8-point week. Okay, every running back does bad at least, like, a couple of no, games. No, so, uh, for, I know for Hunt, um, Andy Reid had the play call for him for those weeks, and then they transferred it back to um, Matt Nagy, who's now the coach for the Bears, uh, and... He just gave him 25, 26 touches after that. He was just getting the ball, which is why um, I think that the Jordan Howard pick by uh, Mike over here was an awesome pick because he's going to get that 25, 26, even 30 carries a game. Uh, and they're very yeah, heavy passing uh, to the running back offense. Well, which Tyree, is, Tyree Cohen is, might be a big part of the it's offense. True, it's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good pick. Uh, by Mike in the second round. That was probably, I'd say, what was that pick? Um, I suppose he fell all the way there, too. 22? Yeah, 22nd pick. That's prob- that, that, That's where the, the running backs really just stopped. After that, it was all, it's boomer bust for most of the running backs. Um, after that, you got uh, Jay Jai, Alex Collins, Royce Freeman, 
uh, Rex had Kenyon Drake, uh, just guys that could have guy? great could could have great years. What? what? Uh, Freeman. Well, he was before Howard, uh, so yeah, I forgot. Going back, Freeman or Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman. Okay. Um, so let's talk about some reaches that happened uh, with our draft. We had uh, Derrick Henry go what twenty twentieth uh, overall, uh, which is a a big reach for someone who has never had a full starting role because he's always been behind Demarco Murray. Uh, and now has um, Deion Lewis. When he did get the ball, I really didn't find him to be that talented either. Well, how come? Um, I think he is hes a big guy, and I don't know. I just never – he never had a breakout game. I never i never saw it. I didn't see that breakout potential. And for the second round, I, I would not agree with that at all. That's mm-hmm. me personally. I don't know what you guys think. But. I mean, there, there still was Jordan Howard, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams – AJ Green on the board. I think Keenan Allen's gonna have a good year. Just bringing him up. Yeah, gotta stay healthy though. Um, for Derrick Henry, he had wow. He, he had, had games. Game. He had games where he either scored twenty points, and then other ones he was limited to less than ten points. So and this is half PPR. Just letting you guys know. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the big knock is that he doesn't catch the ball very and, well. Oh, and yeah. Deion Lewis can do it all. So yeah, Deion Lewis is very know. versatile and hey, alumni. Too. <laughs> I can see him uh, really taking over mo- um, most uh, most carries. He did uh, he did very well for the Patriots towards the end of the year, which helped me out towards the end of my playoff run. But yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about some some of those rookies that we talked about last week. Uh, where'd they go? Uh, I believe, I mean, obviously Saquon went first, but the next rookie, I believe, was Royce Freeman, who went in the third round um, to Mr. Dan again. Um, but, yeah, I thought that last year uh, rookies were more prominent in the first couple rounds um, than this year, and I feel like that's because um, the running backs that came out just weren't as talented, even though they um, were pretty high-picked. Uh, like Sony Michelle, first-round pick, Rashad Penny, first-round pick, uh, and they were going what, seven, eight, ninth rounds, that pretty far. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think the talent's just not there. Besides uh, Saquon. Uh, so yeah, so let's just go around. I feel like uh, Freeman is also in a pretty bad offense this year. I don't feel like the Broncos are going to be very good. So with Mr. Keenum. Yeah. So. And the problem is if you're. If you're on a team that loses often, I mean, think about Isaiah Crowell as a good example. He was on the Browns. Also a pretty big reach, fifth round. He was on the Browns, and then now he's on the Jets. So, like, while he might be a talented runner, it concerns me. If you're on a team that's losing all the time, then they just start passing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Another concern. And then you also yeah. don't want those teams that are up too much where they just take you out. And these jobs are not, you. The, the, yeah. these rookies are not guaranteed these starting jobs. Sure. I feel like a lot of it's people. Yeah, I would say he's only flat out. I don't know. These Devontae Booker could maybe even win it, like the starting running back job. It's really, um, we have to see the first couple weeks because mm-hmm. everything could change. So I think uh, reaching on a, on a guy like that mm-hmm. is. Very risky, but could be high reward. It's true, like Kareem Hunt, for example, last year. That's true. He was he was a big. He was, that? A big he was a first. Round Everyone pick. was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" He was a, a first. Um, yeah, he was picked by Ryan Shasberg, and he ended up being a first round pick this year. Yeah, so. He's a good player. I think that there's one reach that I want to look at is uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, mm-hmm. He was taken in the fourth round, 
Uh, I believe that he is a reach just because of the numbers of Big Ben. Uh, you know that they have A.B., and he's obviously going to be the top wide receiver. Uh, but Big Ben has only ever produced uh, two top 15 wide receivers uh, once in his career. Uh, it's a pretty long career for him, and he's had many, obviously many opportunities to produce um, top 15 wide receivers, and he's only done it once. So I really, unless AB gets hurt, I really don't see uh, Juju um, being that great of a pick, uh, especially that early uh, when there were definitely he other people He was a rookie there. though last year and did start like feeling his stride throughout this towards the end of the season. So yeah, anyway. I mean, I mean he wasn't really a reach either. I mean, he was still ranked pretty close to where that pick was. It was just there were still other people there that probably could that could have been taken before him. If you believe in the Juju hype, you better get that Juju. Um, and you know what? I, I just that's Juju on that beat. That's just, I mean, it's my opinion. You know, everyone's subject to their opinions. Um, so let's just go around. We'll start with Nick. Uh, who do you feel on your team? Um, you know, was your favorite pick at the round that you got, Matt? Um, I want to say Jimmy Graham. What round did you get, him Matt? Um, uh, does anyone have that? You got Jimmy Graham round five. Yeah, I would say that's a good pick. He was um, the fourth tight end last year, and I feel Aaron Rodgers is going to come back very strong, and mm-hmm. he does like his tight ends. You know, even though Martellus Bennett wasn't that guy last year, I don't think he was I very good last year. don't agree with that. I disagree also. Um, I think I, they never feature the tight end. I disagree as well. With okay. Me with him. Well, Jimmy with Graham him. is an, a monster, and he had a great season last no, year. No, I think that he's 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 going to be great. I think he's going to be great, but only in red zone situations. Well, that's all I need him for. I think that he's not going to get many yards, but he will get touchdowns. So, if you like that, that's what you're going for. Uh, Jay, let's uh, let's get your pick. Um. So the one that I liked the most, um, you can usually tell it's a good pick when the people next to you, especially after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Express that they're upset that you picked yeah, it. They're so just like dang flabbing. Uh, another tight end I took, Rob Gronkowski. Um, I know he gets hit with the injury bug, never really plays a full season, but at the same time, he's. When he's in, he's a monster. So good. He and is in a the first round, round. I definitely wanted, or third round, I definitely wanted to take him. Healthy. Mm-hmm. He's a first round pick usually. Yeah, his every year. his ADP is in the mid uh, second round, so uh, you got him pretty uh, pretty good there. So uh, it was towards the it was snake. Yeah, it's, it's snake back towards round. the end of the third round. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, definitely lower than his ADP. Uh, so, Mike, let's go to you. Um, player I liked the most in my draft probably be like Jarvis Landry. Mm, where'd you get opinion. him? I got him in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had it was between him or Josh Gordon. They were literally right next to each other in the draft. I just thought um, Josh Gordon had too much risk, but he did have a lot of reward. But mm-hmm. um, since we are half PPR. Jarvis literally, literally, mm-hmm. I said minimum five catches at each game last season, so it was Led a the league in receptions. Yep. It depends on Brown's offense. It's going to be he's very interesting. It's very. Interesting I I, I believe in Tyrod the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, I mean he's a number one wide receiver playing number two or slot wherever they put him. Mm-hmm. Tyrod's really not a deep ball guy, and Jarvis. I wouldn't say he's a deep guy, mm-hmm. deep ball threat. So no. I think he's a playmaker, and I think that could be a very he runs good combo. A lot of slants and curls. Mm-hmm. He'll be he'll be in the slot. Yeah, so I, I think it's gonna be good. Out. It's pretty dangerous. Uh, so I'll go with my pick. Um, I'm gonna go with Julian Edelman. 
uh, ninth round. I know he is suspended for four games, uh, Mr. PED guy. Uh, but I just felt that at the ninth round, even after four weeks, he's going to be Brady's number one option. Uh, and we all know the, the Pats need to score somehow. And he's obviously going to be his favorite target. Uh, so getting him at a ninth round um, is pretty good value, I think. Um, I so, yeah, I'm excited for that. And I also have Chris Hogan, so I'll be able to interchange them. Uh, once, uh, I think that's once where I out. thought it was a bad idea doing that. Because if you have Chris Hogan, there's no point of getting Julie Edelman. That's I mean, some like, trade yeah, bait. It's, it's trade not like, it. like Chris Hogan's going to not be on the field after Julian Edelman. I know, oh, but true. like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I agree with that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll trade him. Maybe I'll... Rare wide receiver handcuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm always down for those handcuffs. Very rare. All right, so let's, uh, let's, trans, uh, let's transfer into our next segment. Uh, so we'll go. We'll, we'll go best value pick. Um, not a guy. I mean, maybe not a guy that you picked, but just someone in a, that that's gonna have a good value in the later um, eighth to probably. I mean, even sixteenth round. Um, just someone that's gonna be a good value. Uh, I think I'll go first. Uh, I think a great value pick uh, is Jordy Nelson. Uh, I think that he will produce very well for the Raiders. I think that his upside is tremendous, um, and he'll just get catches. I think that, honestly, he may turn into wide receiver one for them, and um, Amari Cooper will become the second target just because of his performance last year. I think Cooper's coming back also. He's very talented. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's still going to be good. I just think that uh, Jordy Nelson's going to get the the wide receiver one looks. I don't think he's really aged, and he did okay. He didn't really have a any quarterback last year. No, he did year. not have a quarterback last year. So, so. Uh, we see uh, he Jordy Nelson went on uh, in the ninth round in our draft, and I've been seeing him in mocks go in, even as late as, like, the 13th or 14th round. So I really think that's a good value in the late rounds, Jordy Nelson. I drafted him also, and I really um, – I'm between him and Michael Crabtree at my second wide receiver position. Uh, it depends how these new receivers do with their new quarterbacks. So I will see how that progresses throughout the year. So uh, we'll go, Mike. What do you see as your uh, your value pick? Uh, as much as I hate to say this, Tristan had a pretty good value pick with Mike Williams, mm-hmm. um, number two wide receiver for the Chargers. Um, I was literally looking at looking him up as he made that pick, and while Keenan Allen is double covered, he's going to be open. I've heard a lot of hype about him this preseason. So um, besides that, Tristan's team is trash, but <laughs> we could keep going. I do agree with that. I think that there's always some little hype around Tyrell Williams, who's usually the Chargers' second receiver, but he never produces. He'll, he'll maybe have one good game a year. Uh, so I really like that uh, Mike Williams uh, pick. At He went in our, our league uh, round 11. Uh, so that's some pretty good value from uh, a really good quarterback who throws a lot. So, Jay, uh, let's hear your value pick. Um, in the 14th round, Tyler Storch took Ben Roethlisberger, which I think is uh, crazy good value. Uh, yeah, Big Ben's usually pretty bad on the road, but um, looking at Tyler Storch's team, uh, he has Carson Wentz, um, and then has Ben Roethlisberger as the backup, so mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a pretty good steal. I know you were excited about it. I, I was, I was. I was looking for a quarterback at that time as I screwed up not getting Matt Ryan, um, but... Uh, yeah, Big Ben, I think it's a really cool idea to basically just play him in home games because that's his strength than having another quarterback to play the other games. Uh, I think that's a really great idea because he just, I mean, you you can see his numbers. He flourishes in um, home games. And the pick before that was Charles Clay, 
the one before that, Austin Sparian Jenkins. So I mean, yeah, you're, you're getting getting you're great Hall, value. Hall of Fame quarterback. At the same time <laughs> people that. What's wrong with Charles Clay, huh? He's got no one to throw him to. Jenkins could be good. He yeah. had a very nice streak with the Jets before he left for Jacksonville. Right, Jacksonville. Um, oh, okay. So, Nick, let's go with your value pick. My value pick is uh, someone who couldn't be with us today, uh, Tyler Benson, and his last pick was Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. I think that... And some Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy G. Uh, he obviously went off, and he made the Patriots look very bad by leaving, and he is the real deal, it seems like, and he has a rejuvenated offense, and mm-hmm. Tyler also has Kirk Cousins. Um, he's kind of a toss-up, but that is just great depth by having Jimmy Garoppolo, especially in the last round. Um, I think you can't go wrong with that pick. I agree. I agree. I agree. I see with that, though, but, like, if they both do well, Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo, I could tell he's going to have issues every week deciding who he's mm-hmm. going to play. Are you with trade? And then bait? usually people don't trade for quarterbacks. They usually just find someone to pick up. I'm looking for a quarterback. All right. Well, <laughs> Tyler, call up care. He's looking for someone. I like Tyler's you got team. number. Um, so, actually, I'll give one more because we were on the subject of Tyler's team. Uh, he got Matt Breda in the 13th round. Yes. Uh, I think that if McKinnon goes down because he is injury prone – uh, Matt Breda is going to take that spot, and in a Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, the running back is going to get a lot of touches and a lot of catches, as you see with uh, what happened with Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Uh, so I think Matt Breda was a great uh, value pick, too, at 13. Uh, all right, guys, so great segment. I really enjoyed everyone's participation. Uh, I thought we had some really good, uh, really good insight. And there. thank you to our commissioner for hosting our uh, fantasy draft today at Top Golf. In our private room, which was very fun. And food was awesome. Food was awesome. Oh, we had a yeah. great time. I wish. It, was, it, all, it all worked out very well. So I think we all could agree we will be back there again next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, you know, the the award-winning listeners that we have here, if you want to look, look it up for next year, FanDuel sponsors it. Uh, it's a really cool time. You get a, a sweet bar tab and uh, some great food and a private room. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. You know, we didn't have to do any cleanup. We just... We just rolled with the punches, you know? Picked our players, shot our shots. Yeah, so uh, we're very excited for week one for all of us. <laughs> I'm uh, going to be going against Dan, which will be matchup of the week. <laughs> what, man? What about bold, bold, bold predictions? We never do it. We're, well, we're not, we haven't even done my guy yet. We're about to get there. Oh, we have, we have a little time. It, it was a really lengthy transition. Jeez, <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking uh, we're ending it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have, we, we are, we're going to go into our next segment. It's going to be the uh, my guy segment. So that's going to be someone that, you know, if they're there, he's going to be your guy. He's going to be someone that you want to take, who you think is going to be doing really good this year. Uh, it could be someone on your team. It could be someone... That's not who, you know, you wish you had. Uh, so I'll start. I'm going to go with my guy this year would be Adam Thielen. Uh, I did draft him in the third round. Uh, I think he's going to be, you know, as good as he was last year, if not better, with Kirk Cousins, uh, with a little bit of a better quarterback than he had last year. Kirk Cousins loves to throw to the slot, which is where Adam Thielen's going to be. Um, and Stefan Diggs, who's the other receiver, has never had a full season. He's always injured for a couple games a year. So I really think Adam Thielen is going to be a beast this year. Uh, and that's my opinion on Adam Thielen, and he's my guy. So, uh, Nick, we'll go with you. Who's your guy this year? 
Kenyon Drake. Again with Kenyon Drake. Second week. I believe. I believe. I'm, I'm just saying. I believe the hype. Um, I'm glad I, I was able to get him for a flex. It's a little risky. Um, if not, I think Sonny Michelle could take this lead role in uh, New England just because the Patriots spent a first round pick on him, and mm-hmm. the Patriots usually don't do that. So I think, and I know he was very, very talented in college. So, so are both of them your guys? Um, no, I'm going to still with Kenyon just because I saw him. I was very focused on when he played, and he's very breakout potential, and he can put up 20 points potentially. So uh, I'm excited for him, me personally. And right. It's a risk, but I think it's a worth risk worth taking. You know what they say, risk it for the biscuit. Hoo-ha. <laughs> so Jay, we'll go with you. Who's your guy this year? Uh, does it have to be someone on my team? It does not. No. Okay. So uh, my guy this year, who I think there's just no no doubt going to go off, is Odell Beckham Jr. Hmm. In this, I think they're going to get the contract done. Um, Should be. But Pat Shermer, I mean, you see, Nick can attest to uh, what he did with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. I so. think I got my swagger back. I mean, on, now that there's Barkley and there's another threat out there, I think the uh, Giants are going to be able to spread the ball around. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to just you know garner the attention that he always did where <clears throat> defenses could focus on him and pretty much solely him. I agree. Very much agree. And I think that even though um, defenses try and put many guys on him, Eli always finds a way to get him the ball. Yeah, he does love him, and Eli's been looking a lot better just because of a little better offensive line, because he hasn't had any offensive line in a very long time. So. Right. I think the offense is going to be more balanced. I also want to say that this segment is brought to you by Trojan Condoms. Protect <laughs> and enhance your pleasure with Trojan Condoms, lubricants, and vibrations from America's most trusted sexual health brand for 100 years. Thank you for your sponsorship. Uh, Mike, let's go with uh, you're my guy this year. You know what? Did you go? I did go. Okay, so I'll go. Because um, <laughs> I was going to look it up really quick. But um, if I had to look on the board right now, I'd probably go with Aaron's pick in second round, Michael Thomas. Um, it's the Saints. They're gonna, they always love throwing the ball. they got Breeze. Um, he's kind of like that in-between. He's not like one of those guys who gets just a few receptions and a lot of yards. He gets a lot of yards and a lot of receptions. So he's going to be good this year. That's your guy. That's my guy. All right. Wait, I want to give some love to uh... – Doug Baldwin, I think that was a very good pick. Someone that's not on my team, I think he's going to have a, a great round. year. Yeah, I think a fourth round was... Great value fourth round. Yeah, I, I also noticed that too. So um, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because he is good every year, even though mm-hmm. somehow he drops, but he is top ten receiver every year, I would say. Thank you for your insight, Nick. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'll go... Uh, actually... I'm gonna throw in uh, one more value guy for the listeners in there because I just uh, I just I just realized them. Uh, so I did a little bit of research on uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, he is uh, the he was the 20th uh, ranked running back last year in terms of points um, for an RB two. That's pretty good for someone who shares a backfield. Right. Uh, he was hurt for I think two games uh, in the season. Right, but then when he, he played still, I think he came back and he was still not 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, so I still started. I still think that, you know, Tevin Coleman uh, is a pretty good value pick in the later rounds as a backup. 
Like, uh, good flex option if you need it. All right, guys. So now we have our, our special guest. Uh, he is uh, a writer for uh, SB Nation's Blogging the Boys. Uh, he has been in numerous publications uh, for sports writing. And uh, he's one of my good friends. His name is Ryan Raddy. Ryan, you want to uh, introduce yourself to the, to the fans? What's going on, guys? Uh, thanks for having me on, Fantasy Frauds. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah, so let's just start about a little bit about your background and just to you know see how, how you actually got into writing uh, and sports writing in general. Yeah, sure. Um, back a few years ago, about five years ago, I was in high school. My friends started creating a blog uh, about football. I've always been a huge football fan. Uh, it's always been in my family. My dad played in college. I played. Um, but I never really thought I would write about it. However, um, I started doing that as well. Um, along with my friends, turned out uh, I had like a real avid interest in it. Kind of progressed from there. Um, went on to a few different sites that were pretty small. Uh, became an editor. I was writing more and more. My stuff was uh, getting recognized, garnered more. Um, it's kind of just worked my way up. Um, it's really an, it's really an industry about like what kind of network and community you can you can create um, with like with like a, with social media like Twitter like you can really get your name out there. Um, you can really develop like a good audience in terms of um, you know who sees your content and uh, you know despite I, I only have a couple thousand Twitter followers. Some people have a hundred thousand, but I know some of the best writers in the world that I know various different teams. There are those guys that are, you know, churning out article after article um, and they're not getting as much, you know, FaceTime or recognition as, you know, like some of the Skip Bayless of the world. There's people like that. Um, but it's definitely an industry that it's an open door industry, meaning um, opportunity has to be knocking and sometimes it can find you or uh, maybe one of those times that you can find it as well. Um, that would, that's a little bit of my background. I've worked at you know publications i've worked my my local newspaper i've written for about for uh, bleach report i'm doing work for sb nation um but i've also done a bunch of other publications as well um various different fields whether that's uh different sports or even like breaking news i've tried my hand in a few different things um i can definitely say that football is definitely my main interest yeah so uh of all of the football stuff that you uh <laughs> like to blog about and talk about what would you say your your favorite you know item of football that you like to talk about i know you're a big uh big draft guy yeah i would definitely say draft um it's a little bit more difficult now um due to school and course load being college but uh one of my favorite things draft is definitely scouting prospects um contact with them uh you know kind of seeing what where their best fit will be and then even after the draft, seeing which teams drafted who, understanding which teams and their defensive or offensive scheme or philosophy, why do they draft players? There a reason they drew, they drafted, um, you know, a specific mold of players. Um, there are multiple teams in the NFL. In fact, every team really that has a certain criteria for any position they look at, you can easily find that on you know just looking at a depth chart. So mm-hmm. why do they? Why did you know? Why did this person go number one overall? That stuff all really intrigues me, um, and it's definitely something that I think has given me another interest outside of uh, just the NFL. But it's also just like a game inside of the game, thing, and it just intrigues me a lot. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know I've read a lot of your stuff about 
you know, different guys coming out of the draft and different guys that, uh, you know, you have called as going to be, uh, you know, someone that's going to be good in the league and they actually do end up being uh, pretty much a stud. Uh, which, you know, it's always unfortunate when the Cowboys don't draft those people because, you know, we need everything we can get right now uh, as Cowboys fans. Uh, so speaking yeah. of the Cowboys, uh, I know me and you always have some pretty good uh, debates about them. So what what are your thoughts on this year? What are your thoughts on the offseason? And, you know, what, what are we thinking? I mean, I think uh... – the areas of the team that are the strengths are the areas of the team that have not been strengths in the past. I would say they've definitely built up over the past few years on defense. It's really starting to pay off. You have a ton of guys, you know, if health isn't a concern, which especially in the middle of the season in Dallas, um, the defense shouldn't be an issue at all. I mean, whether that's Sean Lee, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, those two of the best players in the entire world, what they do. Um, you got other guys, David Irving, he's currently facing suspension, but he, you know, when he's in the field, he's a complete difference maker. Alan Smith is showing all the signs in the world to be a special player. And even in the back end, they got some, they got some young guys who are really, you know, aren't getting as much attention. You know, there's a lot of news about the old Thomas trade. Uh, my personal take on that is if, if that was going to happen, it would have already happened. Uh, I think they like the guys they have there. I, I'm really liking the move for Byron Jones back to cornerback. Yeah. I'm really liking the way. Um, Just keep him there. It's been, I think he'll be good. Yeah. It's been a long time since the Cowboys have had, you know, a, a very reliable defense. Um, however, on the, on the, con- on the controversy side, um, offense has a lot of question marks. Uh, they got a big, you know, a big uh, upgrade last week and in the news of, Zach Martin, he'll be able to play. That's that's probably one of the best linemen in football, no matter which position you're looking at. Um, but you also have extreme questions with Tyron and Travis Frederick. Tyron Smith has a career, you know, threatening and a tampering back concern. That's no, that's not something to scoff about, as well as Frederick and his neck problem. And uh, personally, my take is that those three guys, if you you don't, if you can't line up Smith, Martin, and Frederick every week. This team doesn't have a chance to win games. That's just my personal opinion. This team is driven through their offensive line. Their defense is going to create some turnovers with the new pass rush, getting Gregory back. Hopefully Gregory is even half of what he was looking to be um, towards the end of his rookie year. Um, but I, I, I think that if this team is going to be successful, and I think at the very top floor as to what they can be, I think it's around the range of a 10-6, and six, maybe 11-5. And, and even I think that's pretty generous. They finished nine and seven last year, and although they got more talented, I think there are a little bit more question marks and concerns around this team. Um, but I think a nine and seven, ten and six is just what we're going to be looking for. Um, but I also believe the division is going to be really, really talented and really mm-hmm. well put. I think each team legitimately has a chance to win the division. A lot of people are down Washington. I really like Washington this year in that offense, especially with Smith. I think he's going to be a little bit of an upgrade over Cousins. Much better in the red zone, doesn't turn the ball over. The Giants are obviously an improved, improved uh, team. Uh, I think they still have legitimate questions up front. Um, but I, I like what they're doing with Eli. I think they're going to give him one more shot. And obviously, the Eagles haven't really lost anyone. Um, but I do think there's a huge concern at quarterback. So while the Eagles may have the most talent, um, I think that it's a really it's a division that's really up in the air. Um, it's definitely going to be a fun one. I think the Cowboys will be right in the thick of it. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I know, I really hope so. And you know, obviously, having the defending Super Bowl champions in our division uh, is obviously going to be a challenge for everyone, uh, just because of the you know big hype surrounding them. Uh, I think my only, you know, my question marks obviously with the offensive line, uh, and that usually, you know, as we saw last year when Tyron Smith went down, um, you know, Adrian Claiborne of the Falcons just had a field day. Uh, on Dak, probably, what do you have? Probably like four or five sacks that game. Uh, and, I mean, it's just crazy how one guy can go down and, you know, it's just such a huge hole, uh, which I is mean, very unfortunate. It's also, a credit, it's also a credit to, like, the coaching staff. Like, during that game, like, in-game adjustments needed to be made there, and they just weren't. And, uh, you know, you're, you're young, you know, maybe not superstar just yet, but you're young, promising quarterback is, is just taking the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. You know, play. So it was a tough situation, and uh, yeah, I, I think that I think Dak was given some unfair treatment last year. Um, I think that was more of a factor of what was around him. Um, and this league is a "What have you done for you, for me lately?" league, and unfortunately, the standard that Dak played his rookie year wasn't equivalent to how he played last year. Um, so until he proves himself and shows of you know more of his what he did in his rookie year, people are still going to be um, down on him. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get into that as we go into the fantasy questions, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. I mean, there's also big – I mean, well, we can start with fantasy questions now. I mean, just from – I think everyone is wondering, you know, who's going to be that number one receiver on the Cowboys? I mean, you know that the offense is running through Zeke. Uh, he's obviously a high draft pick, uh, you know, going in, you know, the first four picks of every draft. Um, so who do you think is going to be the number one uh, receiver? Is it going to be Hearns, Beasley, maybe even Michael Gallup? I think, personally, just to echo what you said about Zeke, yeah, I, I really believe he's the best uh, player in fantasy this year. Um, I don't like the Rams with this year with Gurley. I think there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Um, Arizona, there's the question mark concerns with DJ, with John, David Johnson. There's also the problem of just like their offensive line and really their reliance on running the ball, considering their quarterback situation. It looks like it's going to be Sam Bradford right now. Personally, I would, I would hope it would be Goff because – I think Goff is the best quarterback in this draft class, but we'll get into that, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I like Zeke the most. Um, in terms of the Cowboys receiver, I mean, it has the luck, I guess, right now. I think it's a two-man race for who will be the best, Hearns or um, Gallup, the rookie from Colorado State. Um, Gallup's been nothing but sensational. I really thought he was going to be special when they drafted him. I thought it was an excellent pickup, third round. Um However, at the same time, you have Beasley as well, and they look, they're looking to get Beasley more involved. And it's a hard question to answer simply because this, ha- this seems to happen a lot at this time of year where you see these headlines and reports that say this person wants to get more carries or get more involved, and they've done that with Beasley. I just can't see Beasley lining up as an outside receiver, and I can't really see the offense doing much different than what they did last year. Um, I think they ha- they're of the mindset that if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And while the question marks last year, I think what they're referring to when, when I say don't fix it is once we have a fully healthy Zeke and a fully offensive line, we're going to be fine. And I guess that's an okay to way to look at it considering you have three all-pro players up front. You know, uh, you have a pro – you have the offensive rookie of the year as well as, you know, one of the best players – one of the best runners in football right there. Um, but it's more of a league where you have to d- adapt and be flexible. Um, but I guess that goes back to coaching. To answer the question, a little long-winded response here. I would say that my answer is uh, I would go with, I would go with Gallup. I think that I think that he's had the um, I think his relationship with Dak is really starting to build. 
I think he's the most talented receiver. Um, I don't think, however, I think my answer could differ um, in terms of a standard or a PPR league. Standard, I, I guess I would lead Hearns more to the fact of, you know, his red zone presence. Um, whereas I think Gallup is good enough for four to five catches a game. Um, rookie receivers have not had success recently in the NFL. Um, but I think that the Cowboys have to, they have to get a guy like Gallup involved. Um, I easily see him, you know, surpassing a lot of players in the depth chart and to be a starter along next to uh, Beasley in the slot, as well as um, Hearns on the other outside in the exterior. Um, but I'll answer Gallup to the question. All right. And I, I definitely agree with that. I think that he's a big target, um, Des-esque, um, but obviously he's going to have a better relationship with Dak, and hopefully he's got that separation ability uh, like Dak enjoys because we know that he's not really a 50-50 ball kind of guy. You hit the nail on the head. Like, there's one If there's one common misconception about just that they're just not like the right player, they're not, they're not the right compliments for each other, mm-hmm. whereas – I think, you know, we're almost willing to take the chances, put those, put the ball in, you know, difficult situations in tight windows. Um, and that was more, I think Dak is a little more conservative with the football. There's nothing wrong with either one of the way the players play. Um, but I just don't think they're the, they're, they're the best fit and best suited for each other. Um, but I do think Des, even though he's minded, I do think he has a future uh, to be somewhere. I really think he can help out a team in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely agree with that. So, yeah, let's go ahead and go with, you know, around the league. So, who, who are some of your, your underrated guys, some guys that, you know, will be value picks at the end of uh, end of your drafts this year? End of my draft? So, we're talking what? We're going, like, round 10? Uh, yeah, 9 to, like, 16, around that. I think there are a couple of running backs that are really starting material, you know, towards the end of the drafts. I would say middle of drafts. Um, if you're in a ten-team leagues, you're you're usually going to be in. Uh, I'm looking at the round eight now. My strategy would never be this long for a running back. However, um, if you like to get a running back, personally myself, I like to stack my starters, whether it's receiver and running back, and then I like to get a ton of backups for them just to be interchangeable and have you know multiple players that can fill the fill the position. Guys, I'm looking for and I like a lot. I like Isaiah Crowell a lot towards in the middle of the round. I think that the Jets are an offense that are going to give Darnold the opportunity, but they're also going to mix in a lot of run. And I really believe that the Jets are at their best when their defense is, you know, playing really well, um, as well as they're running the ball with, with success and they're moving the chains that way. Um, and I think that's a good for Darnold to come in a situation and get, you know, easier opportunities and windows on the outside. So I like Crowell. I love Chris Washington. Um, I really, Alex Smith is, is going to take less chances, in my opinion, than Kirk. And I still believe that Kirk and Thompson had a great. Look. There's the injury concern, of course, uh, with the knee from last year. He was great up until the middle of the season last year. He's an excellent PPR player. Um, definitely a guy to look after for. I think there are also some starting level quarterbacks that you can find the bat here. I'm looking down from what I've been my research and whatnot. I like Stafford a lot. There are a lot of Matt Stafford. Like there are a lot of talented players in the offense. I think they finally have a running game to match some of what they can do through the air. Um, looking forward, uh, Keelan Cole. I think that's a guy that a lot of people are talking about. Keelan Cole, Jacksonville receiver. I know it's hard to put a lot of stock or faith into a Jacksonville receiver, but just look what he did towards the end of the year when once the uh, calendar month flipped to December. Just to read his stat line, um, 
three receptions, 49 yards, touchdown, three receptions, 99 yards, touchdown, seven receptions, 186 yards, touchdown, six receptions, 108 yards. You know, he's a guy that they really talked about towards the end of the year last year in Jacksonville. Um, I think Blake, I, I don't believe Blake is as bad as people make him out to be. I just think their offense is not predicated on, you know, moving the football. And I think he gets some blame for that. Um, looking forward, I think there's some more guys as well. Uh, you know, I think Rob Kelly is a question, a question you could have up in the air with, with, I personally, myself, I was, I'm a huge Darius Geis fan, still said it. I think he's the best running back in the rookie class, even better than Barkley. Um, and I think that with his injury, the ACL injury, I think it'll pop open for him. Um, perhaps a starting spot because I don't see Chris as more of a every down, more seeing a change of pace role. Um, looking else around the league, I think Robbie Anderson's a guy you could look at. Seems I'm seeing to be naming a lot of Jets and Redskins, but I think those <laughs> are guys because they're on you know offenses that don't have as much skill or talent in, as they have in, in history, right? In the past, in recent history. I think people are a little more biased and lean away from those players, but I think there are a lot of value in those players. Um, sometimes with high-powered offenses, such as like New England, you know, perhaps the Eagles, uh, Packers, there's too many mouths to feed for you to get consistent, and the Rams as well. There's too many mouths to feed for you to get consistently consistent uh, fantasy garnership, whereas some of these players control the, like a huge percent of the market share in terms of targets, um, carries, and they're guys you should definitely look after. Um, but uh, I would I just a little more, a little more uh, faster response. Some some other guys I like. I like Sony Michelle. I think he's an excellent fit in New England. Um, I like Marlon Mack this year. Uh, I think the Colts are gonna do a better job of utilizing him. He's a really special player, skill guy. I think Burkhead will be the running back in New England. Obviously, James White will get some uh, you know garnership, um, but he'll also be more of the guy that's more of a bell cow role. Um, who else can I say on this list that I'm looking at in front of me? Um, you know, I think they're more of the guys that are also in the top wing. In terms of the top end players that I really like, though, I do really like Allen Robinson. I think the I think the Chicago will be very seamless for him. I'm buying Trubisky this year, maybe not as a fantasy quarterback, but I think they're going to take the next step. And I and I I'm not the huge the biggest uh, Trubisky guy. However, I feel like with Nagy being there as coach, I think they can make they can make some noise in that regard. I like feeling a lot this year, even more so than last year. Um, I just see him fitting better with Cousins um, rather than Keenum. Not a knock on Keenum. I just see Cousins taking more chances, and I see them just be, having a great relationship from the start. Um, guys, I, I I don't like. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking Jordan Howard this year. That off the transition more into a passing one. Um, I guess stay away from uh, Colts receivers. I already said I liked Marlon Mack, but I'll stay away from T.Y. Hilton. I think that the offense is really going to fall on the grasp of you know Aaron Luck, uh, Andrew Luck's shoulder, um, and I, I'm still I can't I can't buy it until I see it, and that's the way I am right now. Uh, people are drafting Barkley in the top ten. Um, I just have one question for you: If you're going to do that, uh, what, what offensive line is he running behind? And which quarterback does he have next to him? Other guys that are top running backs, we've already talked about Zeke. We've talked about Gurley. We've talked about Le'Veon Bell, DJ. Maybe not DJ's case, but all these running backs, Kamara, they all have terrific quarterbacks next to them, playing next to them, in front of them, behind them. And you can't put a value on how much they mean because defenses have to stay 
strong and have to stay flexible to both options through whether it's run or pass. And I think that people are just buying Saquon for the hype. And what's there? Of course, there's some buy the combine results, all that. But I just don't see what he's what he's going to run behind. Uh, but I think that's that that hits really some of the players that I really like. Some of the players I don't like. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, fantastic, fantastic answer. I think that's going to be really good for the listeners. Some late drafts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do agree on a lot of those. Uh, I love the Saquon take, not just as a Cowboys fan. Um, but no, it's it's totally true. I mean, they're, I mean, I know they, they bolstered up, uh, I don't remember which side of their line with Nate Solder and the guy that they drafted this year. Um, but I mean, Flowers is still on that offensive line and he is literally a piece of Swiss cheese. Uh, and everyone's just, I mean, defense is just going to run through him. And unless he gets any better, which from all, you know, things coming out of the Giants camp, they, they're saying he's getting better. But, I mean, there's no way we can see. Uh, but that's really a, that's a hot take, and I did enjoy that. Um, what else? What's up? What else, what else are they going to say? They're going to say he's, like, not having a good camp. He's moving to the right side, and Flowers is a big question mark. Uh, he's slow. His footwork is terrible. They haven't, like, had a position coach in place for him to succeed. I think he had talent coming out of Miami. He was obviously one of the most regarded tackles in that draft. And you kind of see this some, over the years with big, strong athletic tackles that have a lot of hype to be huge in the run game, a la Greg Robinson, Auburn a couple of years ago. He found his spot in the NFL. And even last year, there was shades of it with Jonathan Cooper, who was Cowboys. Um, he was playing with the Cowboys on the guard spot. Um, another guy, the players, I would do that with them. They just can't meet up with NFL standards because of core strength issues. And um, Flowers is going to have a lot of problems. Though. I mean, the Giants really need to be cognizant of Eli. Obviously, he's, he's not I, – I, I wouldn't say – I think Eli gets a lot of garnership as a terrific quarterback. Um, and I, I think all the all the numbers really tell you otherwise. Uh, but the Super Bowl is telling you differently as well. Um, but I think even regardless of your opinion of Eli, there's no question about it. He's obviously aging. Um He's not on the level of these ageless wonders, a la Brady, Reeves. Um, and these hits that he, he could potentially take, um, they are more questionable. He's not a very elusive, you know, escape artist. Um, their quarterbacks are across the league. And he's going to be going up against a lot of guys, especially in the division, that are going to make him pay, that are going to be some of the best players in football. Lawrence, the Cowboys, Brandon Graham. You have Kerrigan lining up all over the place. The Redskins have a very good D-line. D Trent Murphy is, have, is due for a big year. Um, these guys are really going to make things difficult for Eric Flowers. And they've shored up the left side, it seems. Um, but I still think they have major concerns on that side. And that's more of the predominantly running side in the NFL, the right side. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. There's nothing that I don't agree with. So we'll, let's go with our, our last question of the interview. And... Uh, all right, so it'll be your, your, your bold prediction for week one. What's something that you know, a lot of people are thinking? Maybe a player who's going to do really well or really a player who's going to do poorly, or maybe a team that's just going to surprise you. Oh, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. Hmm. Uh, I think there's a lot of good games coming up in week one. I guess, I guess the highest because the Cowboys, I think it's like an excellent game, potentially featured. Yeah, potentially Path implications in week one. Um, um, I think a team that 
that is really, I think there's kind of, but Oxford, major step back this year. I think there are a lot of question marks all, all across the board. They haven't really done anything for uh, Russ, for Russ, Russ Wilson. Um, their offensive line looks worse than it has. It was such a weird choice for them to draft from San Diego State. Great runner. You know, he's a little bit of a weird build, and he's not not slow, but definitely not fast. Um, but it just didn't make a lot of sense to me, that pick. Um, but I think looking at the schedule, at least, I think the teams that could surprise you uh, and potentially pull off a win week one, um, I think the Browns could beat the Steelers. I think there are a lot of questions with uh, Bell. Um, obviously, I think there's a huge issue there. Not even just that, though. Ben Roethlisberger is pretty terrible on the road. It's not. It's it's a, it's one of the most like best secrets in football. How bottom quarterback on the road. Um, looking elsewhere, I think I think Minnesota 49ers are a good game. I'm, I don't buy the 49ers as much as people are. I think obviously Garoppolo is a player you want to root for. He's from small school. Um, you know, obviously everyone loves him. He commands the offense. He commands the franchise. It's an excellent coach. Don't see. I don't see that they're, that offense working against that team, at least in week one, and with the pieces they have on the offensive side. New England's hosting uh, Houston. I think that's a huge high score there. Um, I think Watson's going to really have a coming out this year. I love New Hopkins um, this year. Giants, uh, Jaguars, another game I look at. I think the Giants could pull off that game. Um, I think it's going to be a very low scoring, funny, like defensive heavy game. Um, but I will definitely say, if I, if I had to pick one blowout on the week, um, looking at the lines right now, um, I would definitely go. Um, I would take the Saints. It's a big number at nine and a half. But I think that there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of buzz really going around New Orleans at this time of year. What they have, what they're looking to do, and just how special their their offense really can be. Um, People are going to question their, their receiving death as well as the talent they have outside of Michael Thomas. Uh, but the reality is that offense is not going to want to pass the ball a lot. They're going to want to do quick screens, quick plays, quick hits, uh, run the football, give Ingram And they're definitely going to be a fun, interesting team. Um, look at the line. One t- one line that I like to cover is the Bears on the road against the Bay. Uh, I like the, the plus eight number. I think the Bears again are, are, are. I think they're gonna they're gonna prove themselves really right from the get go. I think I don't know if they can be a playoff team, but I definitely think they're gonna be a lot more competitive. Um, and then as well, there's a ten twenty on Monday game. There's two Monday night games. Obviously, they do every year in Week One. Um, I like the Lions a lot. I the Jets in that spot. I just don't like Donald. You know, on the road right from the get go against a against a really underrated secondary. The Lions, um, probably one of the better cornerbacks that's not talked about in football. And Darius Slay. Um, and I also, I really don't like the Raiders this year. I think they're getting a lot of, uh, uh buzz and hype really just because of Gruden, um, but the way they've constructed their roster, um, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to be really a team to look at for here. Um, a lot is to be changed. Obviously there's still a, a couple more days left until the season. I know you are as excited as I really sit back and watch some football. It's definitely been a huge, uh, long time coming um but it's definitely coming and uh it'll, we'll learn a lot more as the weeks go on uh but i think that 
that sums up some of the teams that I'm looking at as well as some of the players that I think have some hype to them and some of the players I think are a little bit uh, not as up to standards in terms of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt football is back. Um, the I, I do have a question for you about I, the, the Teddy Bridgewater trade. I just felt like it was too early. I felt like they could have kept him on the roster, um, you know, maybe tried Darnold, but still had him there. And I feel like they probably could have got like a second round pick for, for him, maybe middle, you know, of the season if a quarterback goes down. You know, I just don't really understand why they traded him now. Which is a you can big think, mystery. Think that way, but I think there are the mindset that Darnold's their guy. It was clear that they did not think they were going to get Darnold a three overall, and they thought the Giants were going to draft him. Uh, once the Giants had drafted Barkley, it was clear who their pick was going to be. Um, I've said that Goff is my favorite quarterback and put him in the class, but Darnold's right there with him. I think both players are really being rated. Um, they're they're giving an unfair treatment their kind of California uh, mindset on things. I think people look off and they think he's arrogant because he comes from a wealthy mm. family. I think you mean Rosen um, on that one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ro- uh, yeah, Rosen. He's saying Jerry Rosen. But uh, that goes back to their California yeah, roots, right? Um, but I, I like Darnold with the Jets. I think there are some decent talents there um, in terms of what they had to offer. I think Robbie Anderson's a good receiver. I think they have. A, I think Crowell will be a decent running back this year. They've done some things to the offensive line. I think they're going to be a little more different and a little more fluid on offense with what they have. Um, but I think that Teddy. I think Teddy is a really difficult case due to the injury. Uh, we haven't seen him in, the, in a live game. Not that's not preseason. Um, I think they got a good value from really on a third round pick. Um, I would say the Jets are building. They're not rebuilding. Um, I think I think I still think that they need to get back to more of being a defensive team, especially with Bulls there. Um, I definitely believe the Bulls bought himself maybe another year, maybe two with Darnold. Um, uh, but I, I think that I think the Teddy one is an interesting one. I think that I don't know if it's he if he's their future, he's their successor for Breeze. Um, but I definitely think that it gives him shorts. Obviously, I've said I said earlier in this in this spot in this in this uh, episode that Breeze is really an ageless wonder, but. Who knows? Probably the time it really is undefeated in this league. Um, they're going to limit the exposure in terms of hits he gets. He has a great tackle in Armstead, um, whether that's running or passing. Uh, they're obviously going to give a healthy dose to both the running backs as well as other guys they have. They always have other guys back there. Um, but I think that Bridgewater may not be their successor, but he's definitely a stopgap option for time. Um, I think he's definitely a guy to monitor. I think he's a player that can still be a guy in the league. Um, but I just need to see it. I need to see away from the injury. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that injury was pretty gruesome. Uh, and unfortunate for a player that was, you know, came out of college being so highly thought of and led the Vikings to a playoff run, and then, you know, that happened. Yeah. Uh, very I mean, unfortunate. Couple, the Vikings building up, you would have never thought that maybe someone else, not Teddy, leading that team to deep playoff runs. Mm-hmm. Um, however, at the same time, I do think Cousins is an upgrade over Keenum as well as Bridgewater. There are concerns within the red zone, uh, but I think he has more established players that, that he didn't necessarily have in Washington, like a Thielen, like Diggs. I think those are two receivers, two of the better um, – it's one of the better receiving duos in football. I think that'll be huge for – maybe not his development because he's already obviously an established commodity. In NFL. Uh, he's had a weird route into being that from a fourth-round pick in the RG3 draft and now being the starter in Washington. 
and now the starter in uh, Minnesota. I think more established players around him, and definitely a much more improved off, um, uh, running game uh, behind him. It's Alvin Cook. So I, I like the Vikings, but I, I I understand the Teddy trade from the Jets angle as well as um, uh, also from the uh, Saints angle as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, good thoughts, good thoughts. So yeah, uh, Miss Raddy, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. I hope yeah. you uh, hope you'll be coming on other times during the season to talk about uh, football, the Cowboys, and you know just more around the league stuff. I know, no question, I'd love to been fun uh, i know you guys are just us, hoping for the best for y'all um but yeah it's been fun i appreciate you know having had you guys having me on thanks dude really appreciate it man of course uh all right so let's go into our our last segment of the day uh it's gonna be uh the bowl predictions for week one uh so this is not gonna be um you know as much fantasy related but it's gonna be just someone that you think uh, on any team, maybe it's a team, maybe it's just a player who's either going to do well or not well. Uh, I am not going to start first because I, if we're going to be honest, I still need to think about it. So is uh, anyone is anyone ready? So it's a player or a team? Mm-hmm. Do you think this is going to do good? Do you think it's going to do poor? Uh, what are the thoughts? What are the thoughts? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually just found out mine because uh, I just came up with it in my head. So uh, I'm going to say... The 49ers are going to have an unreal first game. I think that Jimmy G is going to throw, like, four touchdowns. Uh, I think they're going to blow out. I don't even know who they're playing. It doesn't even matter. I think that the hype on the 49ers is real. I think their offense is going to be really dynamic uh, just because it's a Kyle Shanahan offense, and they're going to be reminiscent of the Falcons who went to the Super Bowl uh, two years ago. So I really think that... Uh, Jimmy G, along with Pierre Garçon, Marcus Goodwin, Jared McKinnon. You're playing Minnesota the first week, and you think that... Yeah, I think so. Minnesota's defense? I think Jimmy G's a real deal, as you said. It's a bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. San Francisco's at Minnesota. I still think it's a bold prediction. And Jared McKinnon's going back to his old team, I just realized. That'll be interesting. Yeah, so I I believe in the hype. I think they're going to have a really good game, and they're going to surprise a lot of people. Jay, you want to go next? Sure, so... um, this is a general uh, hot take for the entire NFL. Uh, week one, the Steelers go and visit the Browns in Cleveland. And so I think the Browns will end up winning that game, start off 1-0, and and the Steelers will be 0-1. Reasoning for that, the Steelers uh, don't play as well on the road. For some reason, they change, they change their offense up a little bit. But uh, if you look historically, the Browns, in the past couple seasons, while they haven't been very competitive, they always play the Steelers tight. Mm-hmm. Um, being in Pittsburgh, I've obviously been up close and personal to that. Uh, <clears throat> but I think this year the Browns are much improved, and many people will agree with me on that. Um, and so that fan base is rejuvenated, and um, I think the Steelers are just going to kind of come out and lay an egg. Do you think that uh, could go along with the hard knocks effect? Um, is there a hard knocks effect? I don't know if there is one, but I know that I love... <laughs> I'm I, saying no, no team definitely has never won a Super Bowl after being on hard knocks. Oh, yeah, but as, I mean, I feel a personal connection with all the players on hard knocks just because I get to be led into their lives. Um, you know, bless them. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's a really good, uh, really good bowl prediction. I really hope that actually happens. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. 
Uh, Nick, you want to go next? Your bowl prediction. I will. Um, I believe the first game of the season, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate will go off on the Jets' defense. I believe just because... Dang. I'm sorry, Mike and the Jets fans, but I just feel like every time I watch them compete against each other, I just feel those two guys always go off, or one of them. So let's hope it's Golden Tate. <laughs> no, Marvin Jones, please. But right. uh, yeah, I think that will be. Uh, I think they have two good games. All right, my bold prediction that literally the Jaguars shut down Saquon first week. Okay. Shut him down. He, dang, may have, he may have received dang. yards. I'll give him that, but I think he will not be able to run against them. My choice B bold prediction was going to be that the Giants would beat the Jaguars, but I, I really, I really think the Giants. I mean, like, because I know they hyped up Saquon about that one run that he had, but like, yeah, he's I not going to be able to do that every time. He had to fight for those yards, and he's going to get, <laughs> he's going to get run down real quick. Right. He also hasn't been playing. Yeah. He's. I think he's back practicing full now, but they're not going to play him. I'm sorry, he Aaron. Played a little bit of the first game of the preseason. That's it. Okay. Nice, I, can, nice. I, could, uh, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad. Question for everyone. Do you think Josh Gordon's going to play first week? Yes. Yes. I believe so, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, I'm excited to see the Josh Gordon-Jarvis Landry combo. I think them and Tyrod are going to be really good. Uh, I, I, I love Jason's bold prediction, you know. I really, I really wish I went with that. That's a great one. Thank you. <laughs> they also have Carlos. I think Carlos Hyde is a beast as well. Uh, Nick thinks that as well, uh, too. Always have. He's um, never done bad. They gave him the ball, and he, he produces. He, just, he was on a bad 49er team, and he was still able to uh, produce. So Well, again, for him, the reason – so I was in trouble with my second running back because all of them went in the first and second round. That's true. Um, and so I think Duke Johnson will be a decent fill-in while Mark Ingram suspended simply because the Browns obviously have a chance to be losing. They have a loaded backfield. They have a very loaded backfield, the Browns. I know Nick Chubb might not get many carries, but he is talented. I don't know. And, you know, Duke Johnson is pretty proven there. And... Carlos Hyde is very good, but we don't know how many touches he'll end up yeah, getting because the sure. offense is different. We don't know about all, the Browns. I, we don't know. <laughs> it all we depends on how uh, they split the carries or what they decide to do. With Tube. Yeah. No, no Tube. Just, I feel like it's just going to be Duke Johnson. Right. And oh, yeah, Duke and Jay. How you doing? They did pay him. We, we all yeah, agree that, that uh, the Browns are going to be very exciting to watch this year. It's true. I hope they get some, some good Thursday night games. 1-0. <laughs> uh, I'll go one last bowl prediction. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Alex Smith surprises some people, and they're going to go into Arizona and beat the god-awful Cardinals. Uh, I think that Smith is going to have a very impressive game, uh, and he's going to silence a lot of haters. What about Doxon? What do you think he's going to do? Uh, well, Doxon is kind of you know yet to you know prove himself. He's been injured a lot. Uh, he's got great potential. He's got great speed coming out of college. I know it's been like, what, two, three years He's always been hurt, but, you know, we'll see. He's got to prove himself, but I think that Alex Smith, uh, I mean, it depends on Jordan Reed because he does love the tight end. Um, I think it's uh, it's possible. It's really possible. quick, what do, you th- what do you guys think about the Bills' offense? I feel like we've never talked about them. I mean, it's very, very dreadful. 
You think? Uh, I, think they're gonna be awesome. I think if they give Josh Allen a shot and they don't go with McCarron, I mean, McCarron broke his collarbone. No, Caleb um, Allen. No, I, I mean, look, I mean, the proof is there. His, his arm, one of the best. his arm is big. And if they can get people down the field, if Kellen Benjamin gets his stuff together, um, you know, I think that they'll, I mean, they're, they're not going to be a playoff team like last year. But I wouldn't be surprised if they surprised the Patriots he, once or he did very well, Josh Allen in the preseason. Everyone was bashing is. him and he yeah, kept they, producing. They, he kept producing. They're so. very quiet about their team. I feel like they're not Corey really talking Coleman about it at all. Is, they always have a good defense. Yeah. The Bills always have a solid D. Corey Coleman, Calvin Benjamin. That's not bad. I don't know. We'll see how Corey Corey does, but we will. He's undrafted, I think. I don't think anyone picked can him we, up. Yeah, quickly, I just looked it up. No one got him. Can we quickly go around uh, and make a pick for who's going to win our fantasy league this year? Based off of the draft? Yeah. Based off the draft. Okay, what about uh, we just say what team we like that's not ours? No, I if, mean, if we could pick one other team, who would we pick? Make this all right, all right. I, this I like that. I like that. I like that. Nah. If, if, uh, yeah, if, if you could take another team, um, whose team and why? Uh, I'll go first. It's hard. I can't believe I'm saying this. But I take Mike's team. Uh, I think the combination of Bell and Howard is going to be really good. I think they're both going to get a lot of carries. And honestly, it's so hard to find two good running backs right now unless you're in the late uh, first and second round. Um, So Mike with the snake coming back in the second, getting Jordan Howard was... Uh, really good decision. Uh, also, wide receivers, T.Y., who always has done well with Andrew Luck, as long as he's good. Uh, bless him, Landry. Uh, Marvin Jones, as long as he stays back. And the PPR monster, Chris Thompson. Jordan Reed, uh, I could see getting on page with Alex Smith. I could see that combo if he stays healthy. And hurt. Oh, oops. I'm, I was going through a different team. I meant uh, Jack Doyle. What the hell was that? We <laughs> just ruined team. my whole entire thing. I'm sorry. Jack, yeah. Do- Jack Doyle could be very good. What did we talk about? I'm literally, my whole team is kind of just like pushing on how well Andrew Luck does because I got Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton right now. My so. team as well because Andrew Luck is my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Mike, let's go to you next. Um, I really don't want to say this because he's in my division, but James had a really good draft. <laughs> um, the only thing I would just, I don't know, he has a lot of risk with the wide receivers. Name some players, name some players. Um, he has Larry Fitzgerald, um, Amari Cooper, who's always a toss-up. His running backs are pretty good. He's got Melvin Gordon, uh, Jarek McKinnon, and Deion Lewis um, with Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Uh, just I think overall, even some of his bench players, he got Sammy Watkins really late. Um, I don't know why he was, like, I don't know why no one picked him for also, so long. Also, Dante Moncrief. Uh, what do you get? Fourteenth round. Ooh, that could yes. be good with uh, with Blake Bortles. And when the defenses start going, um, James picked up Vikings D, which I was kind of waiting on, but he took him. So I'm pretty excited to see that defense. He is in Mike and I's division, so uh, it's going to be pretty hot and heavy. Jay, uh, let's go to you. Yes, uh, former foe of mine. I'm actually going to be playing him week one. Uh, I'd say Ryan Schatzberg's team. Um, Why you gotta say that, man? <laughs> mainly because uh, his two running backs, Fournette and McCoy, I thought getting McCoy in the second round um, is pretty good value. Although it's a mystery. Let's Again, hope. Let's hope Poe Nine don't go after him. A lot. Well, I, th- I feel like something would have happened already in that. Could be. If if it was going to happen, but 
Um, people also were hating on Robert Woods. Like, yeah, it's a busier offense now, but Robert Woods was the number one wide receiver last year on that team. All right. Thanks for the insight. I don't like praising Shasper's team because we have a nice rivalry going, but uh, all right. Uh, Nick, let's go with yours. Still beat your ass. We won't. <laughs> it's coming after you. Uh, I am going with Aaron Silverstein. I did like his team a lot. He has Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I just looked at his stats, and he was very, very good. Number seven what receiver. What about his stats? <laughs> stats? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Saquon's obviously a mystery, but he's obviously talented. Alex Collins, I was going to get him if Mike Evans wasn't there. He was right after me. Um, Evans. What? Mevins. Mike Evans. Uh, Trey, Bur- <laughs> <laughs> Trey Burton is going uh, be very good on <laughs> Chicago. And Lamar Miller, Reach. we'll see about him. Reach. And his bench, Corey Davis, Marlon Mack, those two guys. Uh, it's a make-it-or-break-it year for both of those guys. Nick, so. it's uh, interesting you talk about uh, Lamar Miller when you took Deonta Foreman and immediately said Lamar Miller's losing his job. Um, it is a bit sus, Okay, like, I, I understand You sus, that. boy, you sus. If you look at Lamar Miller's stats, when Deshaun Watson was in, he was a top running back. But when he, when Deshaun Jackson, uh, Watson was hurt, <laughs> Jackson, uh, Watson was hurt, he was basically nothing. He didn't do anything. Struggles of last year. Alright. Who took Will Fuller? Is it you? Yeah. Will yeah. Fuller, the fifth? Yes. Alright, not the fourth. I, I think he is going to have a breakout season. I mean, he did have two games last year where he had, like, 500 combined oh, yards. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And, like, he six touchdowns. Eight touchdowns in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Guy was unreal. Alright, so, uh, thank you guys for uh, coming on the show again today. Uh, we will uh, be starting week one. We'll do weekly episodes uh, going over the week, talking about fantasies, talking about waiver wires. Uh, so get ready for that. And uh, we're going to have some outro music this time because I know uh, we got a lot of complaints last time that it just abruptly ended. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have some outro music. And it's going to be a uh, – <laughs> what do you want, man? I had another sponsorship read, but Nick told me not to do that. <laughs> we'll save it for next time. Thank you. Uh, yes, we got some outro music. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, we are the Fantasy Frauds. Ba-da-na, ba-da-na.